So I moved into the apartment that I'm currently living in in April of 2022. And yeah, um, it needed wow. needed some repairs, like nothing nothing major. But one of the things that um, I noticed right away was I was pretty sure that the oven didn't work quite right. Like I didn't feel like the top element would work because I just didn't think it did. I've cooked a thing or two in my life and I can kind of tell when something isn't cooking right. And also everything was like burning yeah. on the bottom and raw on the top. So there's that. And so I told my landlord and I was, I was like, but you know, summer's coming. I'm not going to turn the oven on. So no hurry, whatever. So just a few weeks later, she calls me and says that she has a, a different oven stove and, um, She's going to have somebody bring it up and ask if I could help move it in. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So they did and they brought it in and it was, you know, almost summer. So I didn't really use the, the oven much, but the, um, the top is like an old electric, you know, with the coils and the stupid little trays and whatnot. And I hated it. Yeah. 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 I hate, that's my least favorite type of heating even worse you, you hit that even more than just the the glass oven the glass stove i've never really used a glass stove before um uh. so we uh i never really said anything to her about it like i was like whatever i'm not gonna worry about it winter came and i started using the oven again and uh i, I don't think this one was heating right and i'm like am i just losing my fucking mind what is the chance of two ovens not working but Again, I just ignored it. Hmm. So I'm at the bank yeah. last week, and she walks in, and she's like, oh, hey. And she's like, hey, uh, somebody gave me this. It's not, it's not brand new. This really nice um, glass top oven. And she's like, I thought thought of you. I, I thought you might like it in your apartment. And she's like, I know we just got you a new one recently, but we could move that one down to number two because that one's pretty trashed and it's empty right now. And because they're in between tenants and asked if I could help move it and all that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, and stoves like really aren't heavy or at least the electric stove in my apartment. It wasn't too bad. I live upstairs. So mm -hmm. yesterday I meet her at this person's house and there's this, this, this stove and it is, it's a, it's a glass top and it's got, two two oven doors and the bottom one is convection oven i go to get it on the dolly and it's far heavier than the one that like like the one that i have i could have lifted up into the truck by myself honestly but this one was not that way mm. this was like washing machine heavy with a little bit of water in it um maybe even heavier anyway so i couldn't do it by myself so i told her that dylan was off today and we could come back and get it so I'm coming into town from work. She calls and says that she and her husband got a different dolly that's much better than the one that was there. And they have a little flatbed trailer they use for like a lawnmower. They were just going to load it on that and bring it to the house. And then me and Dylan could carry it in because her husband can't really lift. So that happens. And... Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of a pain in the ass to get up the stairs. And hurt my back. Sounds like it. Hurt my back a little bit. But I got it in, got it plugged in, and cooked meatloaf in it tonight. 
the oven part is pretty nice. cool. Yeah, I like the two ovens. That's that's kind of neat. And one of them is convection, one yeah. of them is not. The glass top, I don't know about that yet. So I don't know if I like. I think you might. I might need special pans. And I think this is actually a ceramic top, so I think I really have to have induction pans for it to work properly. Right. Because I tried boiling some water, and that had pretty just to make just to boil some pasta, and that had pretty pretty mixed results. But Overall, the oven works, which is what I care about more than this, the top anyway, because I don't know. So, yeah, we have a glass top stove, and it's kind of a pain in the butt because, in my experience, they don't – it's very difficult to regulate because you can't keep the temperature um, – you can't get it cold enough. If you have it – boiling right um and you want to turn it down a little bit because it's it's boiling over um too hot yeah yeah it's too hot you just can't like coley will turn it down to like almost low after yeah. she gets it boiling because it will continue to boil because it just doesn't cool down fast get, enough Cool. Yeah, it does doesn't cool down. But that's that's also accurate for coil electric ranges as well. Yeah, I guess I don't have as much experience cooking on those. Honestly, I mean, my parents had one, but I didn't really cook on it. When so I was this a kid, one, so. this one, I, I think this one may be a little better because it heats up like it cools down pretty quick. Not like cold, cold, but like you can see it. It doesn't like stay red. It gets it's hot and then it's kind of self-regulating i guess and there's right one two there's one two yeah. three four burners but two of the burners have a bridge option and then there's a warmer and it's weird because each dial has different settings so there's one that's got like super speed heat on it which is the front right one um and it's the biggest one so presumably you can use it to like super nuke stuff i guess in that situation like what i've done before on stoves that like with the electric coils that that because sometimes that does matter like depending on what you're cooking um i would just turn an alternate burner on to like what i thought i was going to want it at and once it got super boiling on the one burner i would just turn it over to the other one because because mm. yes it does take a very long time for it to cool down which is like gas is nice because it's instant heat and then you can just cut it off but right. But we don't have any like I can't have a gas stove because there's no gas lines anywhere in the entire building. Even our heat is like yeah. a boiler. It's um mm -hmm. it's these tubes that run along the walls. I mean they're in casings, but it's just heated water. And I guess I don't really know how the water gets heated. I, I guess it's probably gas, but it's not in the apartment like really. It's a weird setup. Right, right. Now, uh, yeah, that's probably how it happens, but weird, interesting. Um, well, anyway, we're not here to talk about stoves, are we? No, because it won't matter when the apocalypse comes, like, at all. And, well, I think they, they do some... I, they got, they got the, the, that chicken sandwich... Yeah. Somehow. 
Well, I mean, they still have things they can burn and things like that. I mean, before electric ranges were invented, people did cook food and eat. But yes, mm -hmm. I suppose mm -hmm. in the QZ, they probably have some sort of generator system running or some way to produce electricity. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Or maybe just, like like a natural gas source, like really. Like that doesn't really How do you make get shut off, right? That's true. Yeah. So. Right. Mm hmm How do you make jerky? Do you, is there any cooking involved in making jerky? Is there any cooking involved in making jerky? Y <laughs> y yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not just like... <laughs> Dried, I don't know. It's not, no, it's not just dried meat. It's it's generally de okay. It's more like dehydrated meat, but it, it, you do okay. have to go through some sort of like like curing process at, at a minimum. Um, but yeah, like if you want to just, you can buy jerky makers that are essentially food dehydrators, and they cook them very low and slow, and you can actually do it in the oven as well. It makes a hell of a mess. But how would they be making jerky in The Last of Us? I was actually thinking that. Also, Daniel. So they would probably kill something, and they would take the shittiest pieces of meat, just like we do now, that are going to mm -hmm. be tough and whatever, and then they soak it in a brine. And okay. um, I mean, they could make it right over like coals, like just start a fire, and once it gets down to coals, just let it sit there on a grate or a plate or a garbage can lid or. A sled like Clark Griswold used. I don't know anything that can conduct heat slowly and lowly. Yeah, as long as the heat, as long as the heat is low and slow. Um, ideally, you would want something that has space because otherwise, it's just kind of boil in its own juices, and then it's not really jerky. It's just boiled meat, more or less. Right. Yeah, but, you know, jerky is something they used to make out of necessity because it didn't go bad. So, like, they would just turn stuff into jerky because it's got all the salt and brine in it, and mm -hmm. it's cooked, so it didn't necessarily need refrigeration. Right. And you could pack it easily, and now we think of it as a luxury, but, like, there was a time where I'm sure it wasn't, like, the favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, well... Like, I just, I love that scene in, in this episode when... Yeah, that's great. When Where, Ellie's eating a chicken sandwich and, and they're eating jerky that looks awful. Yeah. I mean, it's not good-looking jerky. I, I do got to say, that turkey sandwich looked like it came straight out of a bistro, man. <laughs> like, it did. It looked like something... <laughs> uh, it looked like she got that at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, even, or even, like, a more fancy, like like deli like yeah i was looking for that little cup of soup in the in the biodegradable <laughs> container with you know the the green and white world on it like <laughs> the, the 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 ham and lentil or whatever you know like yeah go along with her chicken sandwich that bread looked great there was like fresh tomato yeah <laughs> yeah but of course in my head i'm thinking okay that's chicken and it's been in her backpack all night. Right. Like, what the fuck, Ellie? I was thinking the I know same that, thing. I, I, I know that, that maybe you're immune to the cordyceps, but <laughs> Not foodborne illness. To... Yes. What what would what would she get? Salmonella? Not, not I, quite. Not necessarily unless the, the chicken was, was undercooked, but um, it would be more bacterial just from sitting in the temperature right. danger zone too right. long. So, so yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny stuff. So, so what do you think of this episode? We both liked episode one. I think you liked it a little bit more than I did. I liked, yeah, I did like it. I, I was excited about the throwback to the the video game and the nostalgia and just the anticipation of waiting for it. Yeah. Um, this this one had a different feel than episode one for a lot of reasons, but I really liked it. Uh, I think Neil did a great job directing it. Um, I liked that it was only an hour compared to the first episode. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I think uh, Bella Ramsey is just killing the Ellie role right down to the, the cynicism, the smart ass remarks, the, the quips, the, the reactions mm-hmm. and all that stuff. She's yeah. doing an amazing job. And Tess was, was lovely. Um, I just realized not long before the show that Tess is the girl that's in um, Fringe Hunter. Oh, yeah. And and Fringe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't put that together, but yeah. So cool. I never watched Mind, Hunt, Mind Hunter, so I associate her with Fringe. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Mind Hunter is pretty great too. Um, so overall, I thought it was a really good episode. I. Uh, I want to see more like that. I think it had the feel for the game, but also felt like its own thing as it starts to deviate more and more from the game in understandable ways, like not frustrating ways, but understandable ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? No, I loved it. I, yeah, I, I, it, I watched it twice. I watched it again yesterday and, um, I thought it was great. It really, was it? I think even more than the first episode was uh, super faithful to the game. Um, in that it felt like once they left that room, um, it really felt like you were going through a video game level with them. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I have something to say about that. Yeah, um. But I didn't think it was in a bad way, but we could talk about it when we get there. Um, <clears throat> but the episode starts differently. We should talk about how it starts. Yeah, I'm curious if that's going to be a theme, like if every episode maybe we'll have a little bit of that backstory at the beginning. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I will let you talk about how it starts because the theory that you told me about proved to be correct. So I'll yeah. let you have that limelight, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, well, I just read about it on Reddit. Um, there was a the day after the episode came out, I saw a theory on the Last of Us Reddit page. Um, the first episode. The first episode. Sorry, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to mention this in our show last week, but um, <clears throat> that there was hints that. Um, it, Joel and Sarah uh, avoid eating flour during that entire episode. Um, that they don't eat the biscuits from the neighbors. They don't <clears throat> have flour to make pancakes. They uh, Joel forgets to buy a cake. Um, and the... 
person on Reddit theorized that maybe... Also, Sarah Sarah didn't eat any of the cookies they made because they had raisins. Right, because of the raisin, raisin cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the person on Reddit theorized that uh, the infections start from in, uh, flour. Um and they were totally right. I didn't. I thought maybe they would drag that mystery out throughout the season. Like, but nope. They just they just came out and were like, "Yep." Second episode confirmed it. So yeah, I I think that's cool. I still have questions, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that how the science really works. I mean, the thing about well, not even just the science, the logistics. Yeah, well, the timing, right? Because it seems like not everybody in the world would be getting flour from that same plant in Jakarta. And also, well, yes. why would they all be getting the same tainted flour all at the same time and Correct. and getting infected all at the same time? Right. Yeah, and and Joel, Joel and Sarah didn't have... I mean, there's flour in it, but what they didn't have was pancake mix. So, right. like... Which clearly has flour in it, but the odds of all these different things that have flour coming from one plant in Jakarta, when in the United States we farm, although I do believe most of our flour is actually sent overseas. That's weird to me. I don't understand that. I mean, one of the things... Above my pay grade. One of the things on this Reddit thread was, and I don't know the accuracy of it, but apparently the largest flour mill in distribution in the world is in Jakarta. So which which yeah, I can I could get behind that. Um and you know, living where I live and seeing a lot of grain mills and things like that, it, it is kind of bizarre. Like these big corporations like in Japan and other places will buy all of the grain here mm. and it'll get shipped to them, they'll process it and ship it back. Oh, so geez. I can understand that but yeah, right? Or, you know, ship it wherever. Wow. I can understand that concept. But again, the timing where it all happens in like an 18-hour period worldwide is, is the... But still, it's a cool it's a cool backstory. Yeah. I like it. And I'm yeah. not going to get tied up in semantics. For sure. But also, just one more thing. I'm not sure how fungus could live in flower either. Well, I yeah, I agree. And the doctor or, or scientist in the cold open, I don't know if that's considered a cold open, but the, the new yeah. open. Yeah. Um, I forget the term she used, but when the the military, the Indonesian military guy told her it was at a flour and grain factory, she said something to the effect of, like, that makes sense because that's where they could right. sustain or, or, or something like that. So She did. Um, You're right, yeah. I feel like they're going to go more into that at some point. I really do because I don't get why flour could harbor um, or or maybe flour like flour probably does have a lot of ants in it or other things that carry a bacteria. But if they've never been able to survive in, in a human host, maybe it just wasn't an issue. Right. And for whatever reason, it evolved. So it might be an all the flour, or at least most of the flour worldwide, which would kind of explain the distribution thing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess presumably because of, you know, global warming, like the first episode hinted at. I don't know, but I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. I really am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and if they don't go into it, there's already, I've already seen like articles and YouTube videos. I haven't read any of them, but like, you know, that it, like, could this really happen? Is this, how accurate is this? So we'll uh, to... it's, it's a terrifying thought. It, it is. Um, <clears throat> and so we follow this scientist, right? I mean, she's a, she's, my, my, yeah, <laughs> she's an expert in the, my, yes, my mycology, mycology. She is an expert in mycology, um, and she's in Indonesia. And uh, this government official comes and finds her and uh, brings her to this um, lab where they have a dead body, um, and. And she dissects it and... Wait, wait. They have a what? A cadaver. A corpse. Corpse. Of corpse, they have a podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. (laughs) She doesn't dissect her. She inspects her. Um, the, The Of Corpse, we have a podcast... And so this scene, Coley and I were watching it and the whole time half expecting this corpse to come back to life because she did have a wound in her forehead, but it wasn't like super noticeable that it was definitely, you know, like I wasn't a hundred percent confident that it was a bullet wound and that she was completely dead. Correct. And then later on when they talked about she was coming at them to attack them and they had to shoot her, I'm like, that's a pretty clean one shot right in the forehead right? for, <laughs> for that scenario. But okay, buddy, you tell you you tell your story. Right. Um, so yeah, the whole time Coley and I thought she was going to come back to life right there and attack this lady. But that didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> so then she goes out of there and the guy tells her more about it and her solution to him is you know he says we need you to help us find a cure and stop this and she says there is no cure there is no way to stop it and he says so what can we do and she just says bomb bomb the city and everybody in it and when she says that she knows she means herself and her family as well Mm -hmm. um so she basically requests to go back home to her family. Um, now, yeah, I don't know how. Uh, how did you like all that? I liked that 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 backstory, that origin story. Completely, mm-hmm. like none of that was in the game. No, um, for the, the, those that are listening that haven't played the game, we know I that think they bombed are... cities in in the game. Um, and yes, that is why those two skyscrapers um, in Boston were um, leaning against each other because they were bombed out. Yeah, um, yeah, but that couldn't have possibly been Boston because those skyscrapers would not be on that street, Daniel. <laughs> you know, I've looked further into that, and I don't know that those specific skyscrapers do exist, but there are a few downtown near 
near Faneuil Hall and uh, Downtown Crossing that could look like that. I mean, within 10 minutes of the State House? Yes, the State House is very close to there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's fine. Maybe maybe they're not actual skyscrapers. Maybe they're just large buildings. We'll give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool. Yep. Um, So, yeah, so clearly they tried the bombing, and as Tess tells Ellie that in most places it didn't work, but in Boston it did. Which just kind of lends you to believe, wow, it actually worked in Boston and they're still in this roughest shape. You know, they do have a quarantine zone that that has made it thus far. Mm. Um, It just kind of lets you know the rest of the world is pretty well fucked at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, But also, I wonder, like, was there a conscious decision not to use nuclear bombs? Because wouldn't that have just basically leveled the entire city? I mean... Yes. Well, I mean, to a degree, I suppose. I, I, I think maybe they tried to maybe centralize it better and minimize casualties. I'm just speaking on my ass here. Right. Um, and because maybe they didn't use nuclear bombs, maybe that's why it got out of hand. I don't know. Or maybe maybe the powers that had nuclear bombs were still saving those to destroy the other worlds for things like, you know... Um, political reasons other than end of world reasons you know they, mm-hmm. they didn't want to waste america didn't want to waste their nuclear bombs in case in case you know the russians like boycotted the olympics because of <laughs> some stupid thing so they wanted to be able to they wanted to be able to make sure they could still threaten to nuke them and vice versa right right yeah because that's important um fun fact yeah it's been it's been said that the majority of America's nuclear arsenal are right here in Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's exciting. Pretty, pretty believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrifying, but exciting. Um, Speaking anyway. of terrifying, I watched a video about 60 Minutes about the um, fission, fusion reaction that they managed to produce recently. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No. I'm sure it was quite violent, though. The fusion energy. Um, First time that we've ever been able to uh, produce energy with with a fusion reactor. The other kind is fission? Listen, I'm not a scientist. I don't. I'm not either. I I could be completely saying the wrong words. Anyway, it it looks terrifying because it just it they got like three small units of energy, and um, but it they have to. I mean, it almost looks like a. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's like using a bulldozer to produce a nail, like a, a, yeah, no, it's it's forceful, like it's it's uh, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of insane. Anyway, sorry. I just, um, so 
So yeah, so so then we go to you know modern day quote modern day um, Boston, and we see Ellie waking up in this uh, weird you know overgrown room. Yep. Sorry, and she wakes up and <laughs> staring at her with. Guns at the ready are Joel and Tess. And, yes. and it looks like neither of them have slept all night. Um, or, you know, if they well, have. They know that she's been, that they know that she's been bit and that she scanned it and they know it can happen as soon as one of these things turn. So. Exactly. Get it. Right. So. <laughs> so. She, they talk and they talk about her, uh, you know, not turning and how the heck that happened. And they talk about their plan to, um, to, to, to now, you know, get her to the state house to, which that wasn't super clearly spelled out in this episode it's it's mentioned in the first episode that they want to get her to the state house so because there's some fireflies there um who will take her and give them the battery right well a whole out outfitted truck with ammo and weapons and food and supplies and gas correct and, and of course the battery right well that, but that, I could have used some reminder of that because, like, when we were watching it, Coley didn't remember that being mentioned in the first episode. And it wasn't really, there, there wasn't really much of a reminder of that in, in this episode. So, anyway, I don't know. Just a slight yeah. nitpick. But I, they, they throw her, like, a magazine or something to go into the bathroom. Yeah. What? What do you think that magazine was? Toilet paper. Oh, it was toilet paper. I just thought it was like to read or something. I was confused. By <laughs> it was just a casual <laughs> reading while she <laughs> took a piss. Right. I guess it no, would no, have no, been no. toilet paper. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like. Any good pandemic, toilet paper goes fast. So yeah, they, that's what they had to use. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, she goes into to Tinkle and Joel is, you know, talking about not trusting her and, yeah. and wanting to kill her Joel or take her wants back to, to kill her. quarantine zone where she'll die anyway. And uh, Tessa's like starting to believe for whatever reason. She's she's like finding a spark of hope. Yeah, in Ellie, and. She's kind of the boss of Joel, which is cool. Yes. And, um, you know, they start their journey to the state house and they have to decide whether to go the riskier way, which is shorter, or the traditionally less risky way, which is a little bit longer. So um, they decide on going the long way around to try to avoid danger. And that, of course, backfires. But yeah. they also couldn't have just cut right through the middle anyway because that big horde was there. And hordes are something kind of new in this compared to the game. I was going to say that. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so there's two things new about it, right? I mean, there's the obvious thing that the infected don't work the same way in the show as they did in the game. In the show, I mean, in the game, it was spores. Um, The infection was spread through spores in the air. But, and I've I've always kind of felt this way too, and and I'm glad that they changed it. I've always wondered why don't they wear their ma- gas masks all the time, right? Because yeah. the spores don't just congregate in one little area, yeah. right? Yeah, that was always an, just a thing you just overlooked in the game. Yeah, it was just a video game thing that you just kind of tossed. You know, you had to kind of put your disbelief aside. Yeah. Same way, you know, you had to the listening mode. You can you can strangle out a, a runner right next to a clicker, but as long as you do it in a stealth kill kind of way, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. The clicker's not going to hear it. Yes. Um. So then, so but yes, the other thing is the hordes. They didn't have hordes. Um. In the game, really. I mean, I was trying to think of a time where it felt like I was being overrun by infected. And the only times it seems to happen is is in um, sort of uh, scripted moments. Like when you are running. Like I just played through some of jo- uh, Bill's town section. Uh, which will be kind of the next part in the show. Um, And there's a part early in that section where you first run into Bill and you have to run away from this, you know, kind of, kind of a horde of infected, but we don't, you don't really see it. You just know it's behind you. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple moments where you have to fight off a lot of clickers or yes. or runners or right. other infected, yeah. Um, but they, you know, they're all kind of wandering around aimlessly. They're not collectively trying. You know, they're they're they hear sound, and when one of them acts up, the other ones go towards that same sound. But they're not necessarily communicating with each other that this is where we need to go and do whatever it is that we're going to do. Right, they're not connected. In that kind of way. Yes. Right. Yes. I would say uh, there's there's something close to a horde at the beginning of part two in the snow. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, in part one, like, there's, when you're in that gym, there's there's quite a few that you got to fight off. Right. But that's that's more because they got trapped in one area than they conglomerated in one area right and also there's a i I don't know if it's a warehouse or something there's another part in in part one where it it feels almost like an arena shooter because you just got to survive late waves what are you talking about later in the game yeah 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 but again it's not like the horde like hive mentality it's just they just happen to be congregated there because Essentially, they're trapped. Right. Right. No. Uh, so that just added sort of an, another element of danger. Um, 
I hope that it doesn't get to be too much. Like, I, I don't want the show to be too much about them surviving hordes of zombies, you know? No, I don't think it will be. I, I hope it won't be either. Um, because you know the game necessarily wasn't either. It kind of alternate. Right. There was there would be large periods of gameplay and time where you didn't necessarily run into any clickers. No. And honestly, those are kind of my favorite parts of the games. Yeah. Yeah, the human um, enemies were always more fun to f- fight. I was actually just so, thinking that the other day when I was playing. Because um, I was just thinking how much more enjoyable it is to fight the humans because they will try to hunt you down. They'll look yeah. for you and you can there's more of a cat and mouse kind of thing, whereas uh, against the infected it's more of a combat puzzle. Like you were just trying to yeah. figure out, okay, I, I got to take this clicker out use so when i do that i use my shiv and when i and then that opens me up for attack from these infected over here that will see me when i do that and you know it's a whole thing yeah definitely um i like in the show how as they're walking through open boston yeah ellie's asking questions because she's never been out of the qz and you know they're they're answering her questions but as the viewer you're you're learning as well I think yes. that was a pretty smart directorial process. Yeah. Decision, whatever you would call that. Yep. And it kind of advanced the story and the backstory as at the same time as, as it was just moving the show along to the next scene. Um, yeah, it basically made her the audience surrogate. Like, you know, any, mm-hmm. any screenplay like this has to have an audience surrogate that doesn't know about the world so that you can have the other characters explain it. And... Um, she knows about the world, but she really doesn't know about the world outside the QZ. And so that makes her, turns her into our, our surrogate so that, so that she can, as she's learning about it, so do we. And it's, yeah, super smart writing. So they're making their way through Boston, trying to get to the state house and they, uh, enter this old motel and you see some pretty, classic video game Ellie just banter mannerisms um, she's playing with the, the front desk acting like yeah. she needs a room and and but all these fun things but wait a minute before that we see we see the star of the episode the star of the episode yeah the, the surprise star of the episode and on the last of us reddit page at least this week, he is the mascot of, of that Reddit page. He is Mr. Hotel Frog, Piano Frog. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget? Yes, the WB Frog. Yeah, and uh, Neil Druckmann uh, tweeted out a photo of a bird that they originally tried to use who would not cooperate. And do what they Stinking needed him birds. to do. Yeah, so you can't trust birds. So they ended up just using a frog. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a cool part. Yeah. So we you, you mentioned earlier, um, like video game, uh, like gameplay, like we were like we were watching gameplay, kind of. Yeah. And I felt as we entered the motel, um, 
Ascent, you know, the part where Tess, they had to decide who was going to jump up and come back around and unlock. Like, that felt like an entire <laughs> chapter of a video game. Yep. And I thought that was super cool. Yep. Um, you know, they do that and, and they get through there. And that's actually when they see the horde is when they're up there. Right. Um, and realize they can't go through there, right? Yes. Um, but it, it, two things. Like, when when they go through the hotel, it, it is a callback to the hotel scene in the game that happens mm-hmm. later in the game. Um, when Ellie is walking through the hotel and she literally says the line, the same line. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever stayed in a place like this before? Um, it, it, she only says it to Joel in the game because Tess was Correct. there. But um, yeah, but yeah, she, she was getting pizza. It, it was <laughs> yes, Tess was getting pizza. Um, it was a callback for sure. And then when Tess goes um, through that thing, it's. Very similar to scenes in the game where where Ellie would crawl through a vent or something and then come yes. out a door next to you and unlock the door for you, for you. But in yeah. that whole time, you're worried about it, right? You're worried something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So good. while while Tess was circumventing her way around through the door unlocked, we start to see the relationship between Joel and Ellie start to build. Yes. In the way that, that it would with them, where she's asking questions and he starts to answer him and then he decides not to. Um, he asks, she asks a pretty hard question that he's thinking about answering right when Tess, you know, gets the door open. And they kind of get saved that way. But you see it. You see where it's just slowly starting to happen. And yep. it's beautiful. What's the question she asks? I can't remember. The last question? Yeah. Um, she asks, is that when she asks if it's harder to no, harder yes. to kill them knowing they used to be alive? Yes. That is what she asked. Yeah. Is it hard killing them? No. And then she, oh, she says, what about the guy last night? Yes, that's the one. The guard and that he killed. Joel's thinking of how to answer that and kind of yeah. gets saved by Tess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Then they go up and, and they see the horde and decide they have to go. They decide to go through this this museum, right? Mm-hmm. Which and is the hard way. The hard way. Yeah, yes. the horde is actually. They didn't know the horde was there. The horde was what used to be the easy way, and now there's a horde yeah. there. So they have to take the hard way through the so, museum. So they get to this. Yeah, the museum, and you can tell Doom. by looking, tell by looking that it's been an infected nest, whatever for for quite a while. Uh, but Joel checks it out, and a lot of the um, leftover crust, cordyceps, fungus growth, whatever it is, yeah, is old and dried. So he thinks that it might be okay. Um, they go in, and you can just see growth everywhere, but it doesn't look fresh. And Ellie walks around the corner and she's a, she sees a pretty fresh corpse that's been right. essentially shredded. Yep. Um, and it scares her. And, of course, it puts Joel and Tessa, um, Tess on edge. And then they make their way up, Daniel. 
First, though, you completely just ignored my Lord of the Rings reference and joke. So say say it again. Sorry. I feel I feel rejected. I didn't hear it. I wasn't listening to you. I was talking. I said they t- they decided to take the pass through Khans of Doom. Oh, you did. Jeez, jeez, jeez. I'm sorry, Daniel. It's a very similar it's... kind of situation, right? Like It is a very similar yeah, situation. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Shelob um, Shelob's lair. <laughs> yeah, there's, that there, too. There's a few references. Oh man, threw in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they they find this fresh uh, corpse and, and and then they get they just press on and they go up a staircase that looks very similar to the staircase that you go up in the game. Like I said, I just played all through through all of this stuff. Um. And. As I go on, just side note, as as we get deeper into the season and I continue to play the game, it's going to be harder and harder for me to get through each of these chapters in a week because it's, the, the chapters in the game get longer, I think, as you go on. But anyway. Um, Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Um, but it looks so cool. It looks like a museum um, would look in the apocalypse. Yes. And it's neat because, you know, they're talking about what all this stuff is. And it seems like Ellie doesn't have the luxury of learning about history. Um, well, I mean, there are books, you know, and she does go to school. She does. It's not a very good school, though. No, no, it's not. She knows, <laughs> she knows where Detroit is. Yeah. Yeah, so so the the sense while they're making their way up to the top floor of the museum, I I think that the show captured that yeah. amazingly. I was pr- I was I was on edge. I mean, I was pretty tense. Yeah. Um and I want to just kind of talk about when they get to the top floor and they go in and you hear that rumble and then all the debris falls behind the door, and they're just locked out. They got to keep going forward. Yeah, uh-huh. that's classic video game. Like, yeah. I loved, I loved that. Yeah, I was afraid something bigger was in there. Well, you mean in the top floor where when we first meet the um, clickers? Yeah. Well, I was yes, I was afraid there was something big walking around up top that was knocking the walls down and stuff, you know? Well, yeah, I, I was a little curious how how they just collapsed, but I kind of gave it the luxury of just needing it to happen. Yeah, yeah. no, it's so, fine. It was just uh, bad timing, I guess. Yeah. So th- there weren't any, like, large, giant brutes mm-hmm. up in the, in the uh, top floor of the library, but there was something, Daniel. What was there? It was a pair of clickers, Two of them, right? Yes. I mean, yep, that's yeah. by my count. Yeah. And what are clickers, Jeremy? For well, all the people listening to this that haven't watched the show. Or clickers, the I guess I, I don't officially know, but my sense is they've, they're advanced stage infected that the fungal infection um, from the game, right? Because mm-hmm. Cordyceps is, is really more of a fungal infection. Yeah. Has grown because that lives in the brain, right? 
that has grown through their skull and their face and essentially separated their 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 head so they don't have any eyesight um they can hear extremely well and i've always got the sense that the clicking is just something that happens because of the way their mouth is distorted but i don't really know oh no the clicking is echolocation oh yeah yeah so they can like Sorry. yeah like a like a dolphin or a bat correct like a bat blind as a bat yeah <clears throat> um so here's my so they can't see they're blind as a bat but right. they can hear very well Here's my question about the clickers, though. Can they smell? Because... The game never gave that indication. But you can kind of see one sniffing. Oh. Yeah? Okay. I guess maybe. But but, I don't know if he's really sniffing or if he's just, like, bobbing his head. Right. Um, The clicker, whoever did the acting for the clickers was spot on. Like, they did great jobs. It's the same actors as the game's. Yeah, I was going to say, it's somebody that's definitely got some experience, whether it's cosplay, cons, or or something. But yeah. So, actually, I'm not 100% clear on that. No, from what I understand, the clicking and the voices of the clickers was the same actors as the games. But okay. the movements um, were other people. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was done really well. And... Um, you know, so they're they're stuck in this room. They can't really leave. They got to get through it to get out of it. And and there are two clickers. And yeah, uh, Joel kind of gets gets stuck with Ellie because Tess kind of wanders off. And up until this point, like you know, it's been Tess and Ellie that have kind of had this more of this connection. But yes. Ellie is is relying on Joel to survive, and Joel is relying on Ellie listening to him to survive. So they kind of have to just get through this. Yeah. Um, and it's terrifying. It really is. I think, you know, um, one thing I found interesting just based off, I guess, what I know from the game is is we know that how how limited the resources such as, as ammunition and whatnot are. And in the game, you kind of know that just shooting them in the body a bunch of times isn't going to do anything. And... Um, I thought it was interesting how the first several shots Joel took weren't near the head at all. And then, I mean, knowing that he's killed a bunch of them because he even told Ellie that. And then finally started shooting them in the head and was able to take them down eventually. Right. They they seemed a little more durable than they do in the game as well. Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, they're pretty durable in the games. I guess, I guess the show is being filmed on on grounded mode, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Or hard mode. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um, um, but yeah, there's a so, so Tess is off, kind of fighting one. You know, she gets gets jumped and she fights them off and kind of escapes. And um, Joel and Ellie are fighting one, and one of them gets right on top of Joel because he steps on some glass. So he does that echolocation and just literally mm-hmm. leaps on him. Yep. And it's a, I thought it was pretty intense. You said Coley, um, she, she, she thought it would be more scary. Is that what you said? No. Um, well, okay. Yes. 
Yeah, she did. Yeah, I said that to you in text tonight. Yeah, I think yeah. she built up the clickers in her mind. And yeah, no, I'm more ready. curious now from that perspective. I, I I can't watch horror movies. Like, they terrify me. So I was just curious if it's something that wasn't that scary because I'm just a wussy. No, she's... possible. She's not a horror movie person either. The closest okay. thing, like, we watched the Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor together, but, like... um. That's the closest I can think of, like, to horror that we've really watched together. Yeah. Um, and she, she's as bad as I... I'm as bad as she is with horror. I don't do well with horror e- either. Yeah. And same with horror games, by the way. Like, I've never been able to play horror games, but The Last of Us has more to it to, to keep me going, you know? And it mixes. Well, I think it it's up. more more suspenseful. Yeah, and you get those breaks. Yeah, you get you get, you get a lot more breaks between. from the horror. It's not as like you know. I don't find the fights against humans to be scary. It's it's no. more just like an action game, action game kind of thing. So you get those breaks. But so far, the show has been pretty darn scary. And I thought this was very tense. I thought that this was super intense. But maybe it was. I don't know. She just wasn't as... I told her we'll have to have her on the show at some point to talk about her her perspective. Um, yeah, definitely. As a as a newbie to it. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I thought, I thought they were super scary. Yeah. I thought they were very well done. So, in this whole... Oh, first of all, though, he shoots it and kills it, right? And he, yes. like, puts, like, four more rounds right into its yeah. head. Yeah. I feel feel like that was unnecessary. That was just a waste of ammo. In, it in, was. In that world, that's not a good idea. And it may just go to show how scared he was in that moment. Like, that's just how he reacted. Because he knew better. Yeah, he knew that it was a waste. But yeah. he just instinctually just wanted to fire off, I guess. Um. Yeah. But they get through it. Mm-hmm. They, Joel and Ellie get through it. Joel kills both of the the um, the clickers with with some help from Tess with a hatchet to the head of one of them. Yes. Um, and then they start moving on towards the state house, and and um, they find the truck and. I don't know if Joel's expecting that to be the truck he's supposed to be taking, but but there's no fireflies to be seen. What? Hold on now. The, did I skip something? You skipped the scene that was almost taken straight out of the game. When they cross over the, the rooftop. Oh, yes. And yes, yes, they yes. put the, you know, the, there's the board there. In the game, you yes. put the board there, but, it, you know, in the show, yeah. they, they don't show that. Um, there's a board that connects these two buildings and you have to walk across the top Correct. of the building on the board and Ellie walks across and Joel's like, you know, don't be scared. And she goes, compared to that, this is nothing. Um, and then she gets across and it's, it's almost an exact re- recreation of the scene from the game where she says, you know, can't deny that view. And she's looking at it at the, state house and and the buildings Mm -hmm. around it and um 
I just thought that was great. That was a great scene. It was, it it was, was well scene. done. I mean, it's it it's a great well. scene. It's a great scene in the game, and they they it, they did a great job redoing it for the show. Agreed. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about them recreating these scenes almost exact? Or do you I, like I it? Are as you happy as- with it? I like it as long as they're not all that way. And so far, I think they've done a good job of mixing it up. Mixing it up. I feel, right. I feel like it's, it's paying homage to the game. It's throwing some Easter eggs, so to speak. It's, it's doing some fan service. But in the very next, you know, the very next scene, the one that I tried to jump to, they completely change. Right. A lot of, a huge part of, of what was in the game. Um, so they're not afraid to do that, clearly. Like, I think it's, it's good to have those throwbacks, but it's also good to adapt and 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 uh, endure and survive, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the film world wherever they need to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. I th- I think the rest of it is makes up for it because um, I wouldn't want it all to be just a one to one recreation. That w- that wouldn't, you know, what's no. the point? Um, and, and from what I hear about episode three, there's going to be some major differences in how that plays out too. So that'll be the whole Ooh. Bill storyline. You shall find out we'll in five days. F- yeah, we'll find out soon. The wait between episodes is excruciating, though. Man, it kind of is. Oof, yeah. makes like. me feel like trying to find a torrent. I don't know <laughs> right. Um, so let's talk about the state house. Yeah, so the state house. Go ahead. So they get to the state house, and um, Joel finds a truck, and he, he looks in the truck. I, I don't know if he's inspecting it, thinking that's going to be his truck, whatever. But there's nobody around. Something fills off. He finds blood. They find a body. Um, he opens up the truck, and it's essentially empty. So they go inside, and... Uh, there are lots of supplies inside the state house, but there's also several dead bodies, fireflies. And they kind of look around and uh, Ellie asks what happened here. And he said, I think he said something. One of them got bit and turned and then the rest fought about it and killed each other. Something like that. Right. Um, they were not ambushed like by the Fedra as, correct. as had happened in the game. Correct. Yeah. So, so Fedra was was not playing a role in this part of the game, the the, the episode at all. Right. Um. So, Tess is kind of freaking out. She's she's kind of in panic mode, and um, she's demanding Ellie tell her where exactly out west she needs to go, and she's just acting kind of erratic, and it clicks clicks in Ellie that Tess has been bit. And she just says, holy fuck, she's infected. Yep. And Joel, Joel looks at her and Tess, you know, just says, Joel. And he says, show me. And she pulls back her, her jacket and you can see the lower, upper part of her shoulder, lower part of her neck, that she has been bit and it's already gaining an infection. And she takes a step towards Joel and Joel just like instinctively like flinches, gets back. 
Yes. That was great. Um, that was pretty cool. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions clearly going through Joel's head. And Tess essentially begs him, tells him, demands that he he take Ellie to Bill. And, he, you know, he's not going to do it. Bill won't listen. And, and she pleads with him. Um, next thing you know, uh, the one one in, the one that got bit turns and Joel goes and shoots him. And you see these tendrils coming out from under his hands. And they know that means trouble because they know that that means that tendril is connected to somewhere else. He goes and opens up the door and he sees the horde that they saw well, downtown coming toward them. We know. But I don't think when the tendrils first start going around the guy's hands, I don't think they realized that yet. You don't think so? No, I don't think they notice that. They hear the the horde coming down the street. Okay. Um, I thought Joel looked down and saw that and kind of put two and two together. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't get that from it. Either um, way, the hordes are, the hordes are coming. They're a minute out. What's Tess also is interesting is he says they're a minute out, and it does take almost exactly a minute for yeah for for the horde to get there. It, it feels like a long minute. So <laughs> so Tess starts breaking open uh, fuel barrels and dumping them over. She takes a crate of hand grenades, throws them in the middle, and essentially tells Joel to take Ellie, get out of there. She's going to buy them some time. Um, yeah. And it becomes pretty clear what she's going to do, right? Or what her plan is. Yeah. And the they start beating on the door. Uh, just one more thing. I think that it's interesting how Tess's sacrifice uh, sort of mirrors the decision of the lady in the cold opening to say bomb the city and everybody in it because she knows yeah. that she's going to yeah. die as well. Yeah, that is an interesting comparison. I hadn't drawn that conclusion or, yep. or that thought before. I, good call. I imagine it was a purposeful callback. I, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So Joel and Ellie start to escape. The the clicker, the, the infected, break down the door. Some of them are like, you know, just running through and some of them are just walking through. Tess has a lighter that she's trying to light to ignite the fuel. And it's just sparking. It's just sparking. It won't light. This infected sees her from a distance and can clearly sense that she's already infected. Um, walks up to her and gives her a beautiful kiss. <laughs> while she's still trying to light the lighter. Yeah. That part threw me off for a second. Um, some of his, his, I don't know if tendrils is the right word, but some of his tendrils go into her mouth and I assume they're trying to attach to her brain uh -huh. and finally the lighter lights and like in her last gasp of recognition of, of what she's still doing she drops it and well I guess if you blew up the state house today like that it would be called a terrorist attack but <laughs> I don't know that she's going to be tried in a court of law there's going to be none of her left in to no. try so, so she presumably takes out the horde well enough for Joel and Ellie to get away. Yep. And credits roll. I that do lighter. have. Sorry. Are you going to talk about the lighter? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. 
That lighter was so frustrating. I was angry, Daniel, because I'm like, just fucking kneel down. You only need a goddamn spark. Like, it doesn't have to be lit. Right. You got all this fuel. You just need to spark. Or, or, hear me out here, fucking pull a pin on a grenade. Like, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have options. You Fire do. gun. You, yep. There, there wasn't a flare in any of those things that you could have used. Yeah. Or, I mean, yes, it made for the a, obvious thing. Just pull the fucking grenade. It made for a more like, are they going to make it? You know, type of moment, yes. I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but you know, of course, she wasn't in her clear mind. She was on the verge of turning. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, Fuck! You just need a spark. You don't need much. I know, but I hate that. I I'm not even. I'm not a smoker. Um, I never have been, but I I have. My parents smoked when I was a kid, and I hate the sound of a lighter Zippo? lighting. Yeah. And then even worse than that is the sound of somebody trying to get a lighter to light. Of, and, a, of a not lighting. Right. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, hate it. Um, but so, yeah, so what do you think of the kiss? I, I liked it. I mean, I didn't <laughs> understand it at first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when Dylan, because I Dylan and I watched it again this afternoon, he's like, oh. "Is that her husband?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's just, just I think he just feels a connection to her because he knows she's infected." And um, I, I, I mean, my sense was that he was trying to get into her brain quicker, more or less, because he wasn't trying to kill her; he wasn't tearing her apart. Mm-hmm. He was no joining, um, joining with her yeah and i guess it show uh, so listening to the companion podcast today the official companion the podcast official is. companion podcast from uh, hbo not like our companion podcast which is the better of the two um yes. neil Druckmann was talking about i think it was neil it might have been craig mason i don't know one of them was talking about that moment and just how they wanted it to be that the infected would this is a, again a change or at least an elaboration from what they established in the game that the infected were only violent because we've fought back um so they if we didn't resist they would just uh infect us infect us um with with you know their tendrils their mouth tendrils um way to go humans you fucked it up again can't even get infected properly (laughs) i thought that was kind of interesting um and i'm sure we'll see an expansion of that concept in later parts of the show but do you see you see Joel and Ellie escape, and you see the building uh, explode behind them, and then Joel just kind of walks off um, from Ellie and leaves her. Yeah, uh, kind of uh, paces behind her. Behind. Yeah, her. you get the you get the sense he's not happy. He's kind of blaming her. Right, which he does in the game. And yeah, we'll for sure. s- we'll probably see more of that um, in the next episode. But yeah. Uh, it's interesting because this is the, after this is is when he really doubles down on wanting nothing to do with her. 
right? And it's yeah. just like here's yeah, they have this conversation. Here's how this is going to play play out. You don't talk about tests. And yeah. uh basically just cargo. reaffirming that he he she's just cargo and he he's going to keep her at arm's length. Yeah. Um yeah. But that we haven't seen that conversation yet in the show, but uh, it's implied. We know it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was in the trailer, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, overall, I thought it was a great episode. It was really good. Agreed. I would watch it again. All right. Well, we're done here. All right. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Of Corpse We Have a Podcast. <laughs> uh, just, uh, if Dylan is ever listening to this, uh, where the hell is my song, Dylan? I mean, Yeah, I asked him. I heard him listening to it the other day, so he thought about it at least. God. Just a, just a few little light acoustic guitar strums. Yeah, That's all I need. he's going to... He's going to hold that over our heads because of the marshmallow incident for another couple decades. The marshmallow incident. Oh, man. God damn. He still has that fucking video. (laughs) Don't remind me what the marshmallow incident is. (laughs) He's going to be so So, mad at me for not remembering what the marshmallow incident is. When you came to Montana. Yes. And we were out at the cabin. Uh Uh-huh. And Dylan and I had a tent. Yes. Um... You saw Dylan eating like a bag of marshmallows, and uh-huh. you thought they were the ones from inside your cabin that you had just bought to make s'mores. But I had also bought marshmallows, and those were the ones he was eating. And you said something, and I kind—I of, I essentially took your side, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Dylan, why did you eat all of his marshmallows? Yeah, and he was telling me one day that that happened. I'm like, that didn't happen. And he's like, you want to bet? And he pulls out this fucking video. Like, he videoed the whole thing somehow on his piece of shit phone he had Just back then. Kids these days. Man, you can't even get away yeah. with anything. Yeah. They videotape yeah. everything. Yeah, he'll have to tell. We'll have to. He's much better at retelling that story. We'll have to have him on the show. They were definitely my marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agreed with you, but we were both wrong. God damn it. Damn it, he's got video proof. I don't remember that. I wouldn't accuse the kid of stealing my marshmallows. I would have just I said, even, go for it. Have my marshmallows. I, I, Well, no, I think it was more like, you can have some, but those are for s'mores, so don't eat them all. Or something like that. Uh, I don't okay. know. Yeah. And he like, didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Because oh, gotcha. they were his marshmallows. Okay. And I immediately was like siding with you that they were your marshmallows. I don't know that I forgot that I'd even fucking bought marshmallows. I don't really know, but <laughs> yeah. So. I don't, I, that doesn't sound like me. I'm going to blame that on the woman I was with at the time and just say that yeah. she told me to say all that. And okay. yeah, it's we'll her fault. That. Yeah. But we'll have to have him retell that story. <laughs> yes. If he ever he, deigns to he, grace he, us with he, his he, presence. He told it on the old podcast. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that, but I didn't yeah. care enough to remember it. So. Yeah. All right. Because uh, right. he's insignificant to me. So, Fair. yep. Yes. Here's how this is going to play he, out. He, you don't talk about agree. the marshmallows, Dylan. Yeah. We don't talk about marshmallows, oh no. Until anyway. I get my song, yes. Dylan. 
Yes. But yeah, anyway, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, it I liked it more than the first episode. If the first episode for me was an eight, this was a nine for sure. I thought fair it was enough, great. Yep. Yeah, I think they were both great in their own way. I felt like this one really advanced. I felt like there was less in it, but it advanced the story more. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. And it was, yes, definitely. And it, it, it was um, another devastating death. I hope that this show, here's my one fear, is that we're going to get connected to a character in every episode, and in every episode, a character is going to die. (laughs) Well, I mean, we could have that Walking Dead syndrome happening here. Um, I, I like how they, with Sarah and Tess so far, they've really spent a lot of time getting us to connect to those characters. Making them feel like main characters. Yeah. 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 So they've done a good job with that. Like they you haven't do- just kind of phoned it in. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And and they don't... You know, usually in a movie or show, you can kind of tell who's going to die because they don't give them a name or backstory or anything, right? Um, yeah. Or they're, or they're black. I mean, whatever. <laughs> or they're black. Right. Um, so, (laughs) so that doesn't seem to be happening yet in this show. They treat everybody like a major character and, um, but really, I mean, I'm thinking ahead and I don't want to get into spoilers. I don't want to go ahead, but I am thinking of several characters that we'll meet who in every episode, I mean, it, you know, in every step along the way that you could say, okay, yep, that person's going to, yep, that person, and then, oh, yep, that person. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we will. I also feel like there's a lot of game left for seven more episodes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's taken them a lot of time to get out of Boston. And when they go yeah. to Bill's place, they're not even out of Massachusetts. They're in Amherst, yeah. which is yeah, close so. to Boston. So, yeah. I'm sure they got a plan for that. And yep. may- maybe, maybe, you know, maybe season one isn't the entire game. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we don't see the end of the first game by the end of season one. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. We'll find out. Just. I hope they don't put George R.R. R. Martin on the project. <laughs> yeah, me too. But All yes. right, Daniel, it's getting late. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Jeremy. And thank you, good listeners, for joining us for episode two of our special Last of Us miniseries. And we will see you next week to recap episode three if you enjoyed enduring and surviving this podcast please come back to endure and survive some more yes yep all right all right bye